Talk. My name is Zach. This is the podcast where we talk real mystery for real people. And today I have a very special guest, Steve Cullum, and we are talking all about structure of staff, creating great culture for volunteers. And Steve is someone with tons of experience, even has his own podcast, his own ministry for helping equip people all over the world. Uh, Steve, thanks so much for being on today. Yeah, no problem, man. It's it's glad to be here and uh, glad to talk ministry with you. Yeah, that's awesome. Steve, would you best be able to start and tell everyone listening kind of how you even got into ministry, even some of your testimony and how you got into kids, youth, and right now you're in family ministry and kind of how all that happened? Yeah, sure. So I did grow up in church, uh, like uh, a lot of people that uh, got into ministry, um, but it wasn't something that I ever really thought about as a career uh, until later on. So I, I accepted Christ at a very young age, baptized and and everything, uh, but had kind of had my own sights on, you know, some sort of different career, uh, probably in computers or something like that. You know, I was a, you know, a, a young guy of the, uh, the computer age and, you know, everything's booming and stuff. And I was like, yeah, I want to do something online and, you know, program or something like that. Uh, but God, I grabbed my heart probably when at the very beginning, uh, probably when I was going into high school, um, I didn't realize it at the time, but it was something now looking back, um, in hindsight that I see him working in my life when, when I transferred, uh, and went, started going to a different church because, um, a lot of my friends were going to this other church and, and I got involved in a, in a youth group for the very first time. And it was so cool for me to just have other, uh, peers that, that were trying to figure this out alongside me. And, uh, it was cool to have conversations with, with other students and, and I loved it just immediately fell in love with youth group and the whole concept of it and, uh, and started going to church even more regularly than I ever had before. Mm-hmm. And that's when my faith started becoming my own, um, because I was excited to go and it wasn't just a, a family thing. And so, um, when I was 16, I, I went to a leadership conference with my youth group and uh, some other of the student leaders. And uh, the speaker that night really challenged us to to really like fully submit to God. It wasn't just a, a call to to become a Christian, but because he, he was talking to a bunch of Christian students, it was uh, it was a call to like fully hand over your life to, to Christ. And and that was one of those times when I realized that I don't think I had done that yet. I had acknowledged Jesus on Sunday morning and throughout most of the week, but I had, I really handed my life over to him and said, God, what you want and not what I want anymore. Mm. And, uh, and I did that that night having no idea what that really meant. Uh, but, but it was a conviction that the Holy spirit had placed on my life. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. I, I don't really know. Um, and, and God's continued to teach me over and over, but that I think was a, a big turning point in my life to, to then accept that call into ministry uh, later on in high school, and because I had I had made that choice to to hand him over my my future, my my career, everything, um, and so uh, I my youth pastor gave me some experience. Um, so he was over both children's and youth ministry, and so I got the experience to both help in, in both of those ministries. And so I was the next thing I know, I was probably seventeen, and I was I was teaching in in children's church. And I was helping to lead Sunday school stuff and teaching it at a kid's church camp in the summer and filling in for my youth pastor um, on the high school Sunday school class on occasion. And, uh, and what I realized is I really, really enjoyed it. And I, I loved being able to not only dive into scriptures more to better prepare me to teach, but then to help others to, to understand God a little better. 
And, uh, and so that's when God really started letting me know that ministry was probably the, the, the career that I was supposed to be doing. And um, went off to, to Bible college and got a degree in, in youth ministry, uh, fell in love with the idea of counseling alongside youth ministry. And so I did both, um, both youth ministry uh, as my bachelor's degree, but to have a, a, a master's degree focusing in counseling um, to kind of just help me alongside that. And uh, yeah, so I, I did all that in Illinois, grew up in Illinois. Then uh, God took me out to, to New Hampshire to work at a, a church plant um, and was able to start a student ministry there, worked there for 10 years. And then back in 2017, uh, started stirring in my heart and moved me out to Colorado. So that's where I've been for the last 18 months is in Longmont, Colorado. Wow. What a journey. It's, and it's been great. <laughs> that's crazy. I often, I got involved in high school when I became a Christian late in high school and then, um, but I, it's crazy that you're doing so much ministry in high school and now almost on the other end of it, looking to these students who are kind of in the same position. Yeah. Do you think about that at all? Does that influence kind of the way that you treat them and create Definitely. ministry? Yeah. 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 I think, I think one of the, the biggest things a couple of years ago, I was at another conference and, and one of the things that I really felt God telling me that he wanted me to do in this next season of my life is to be able to take that next step of encouragement um, to the level of being able to see the God-given potential in other people's lives and call it out of them and give them opportunities to actually uh, achieve that or start on that journey, even as, as a teenager. And uh, not, not that I'm fantastic at it. I'm still learning how to do that. But, uh, but it's been awesome to be able to look at our teenagers and go, oh, yeah, yeah, God's preparing you for this. Or I think God might be having this in store for you um, on a volunteer basis or a career or whatever it is. And to be able to hand over ministry uh, to them is, has been awesome. And that goes, that goes into our kids' ministry as well. Um, a lot of our kids' ministry volunteers are our teenagers from the church. And, uh, and we're regularly, I just asked, actually asked our, our kids pastor the other day, I was like, Hey, where, where are you needing help? Um, so that I know we can go to our, our students and be like, okay, like, I, I think that, that person's the best person for the job and, and try to make that connection. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. That's amazing. And we see that all over. I love the way that you said that calling it out of somebody it's, you know, often calling out is a negative thing, but you mm -hmm. kind of call out this positive thing and enforce that and kind of declare it over their life that says i see this this thing of ministry and i think so many leaders would say hey it was this person that spoke truth into my life that kind of directed me to take a chance and that can be so impactful to just encourage and i love that i think everyone can kind of take that way and say okay this week this month this year who are we speaking truth into mm. and not for our purposes, for ministry purposes, but for what we see God is doing in their life. Yeah. 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 It's been, it's been really cool and, and a humbling experience. I think for me too, like as a young leader, it's like, yeah, I'm going to do all this stuff and conquer the world and all, you know, everything. And, uh, and what God has taught me over the years is it's not about me. Um, and I should have known that earlier on, but, uh, <laughs> but really what, what he's calling me to do is to, to set up other people for success. And so that's going to be our adult leaders, but it's also going to be our student leaders. Um, eventually, you know, we want to even create more and more leadership within our kids ministries and uh, be able to help, you know, students and kids understand who God is really calling them to be at a young age and set them up for, for the amazing journey that, that God has in store for them. Yeah, that's so awesome. 
Okay, Steve, could you tell us a little bit about your role right now, um, how you got into it, some of those immediate challenges? Because I think that's a big thing that we always hear uh, when someone takes on new role. Okay, there's these four or five things that just kind of, maybe it's only one or two, but these things that are, I did not expect this and I am not equipped to do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. One of the uh, one of the things that that initially jumped out to me. So uh, a little background: when I all my experience up until eighteen months ago, when I moved to Colorado, had all been in smaller church experiences, and so um, got my very very first experience in a in a rural church in Illinois, and it was probably maybe a hundred in attendance on a really really good Sunday, and uh, and so we had a small youth group there, and. And I was a junior in college and figuring everything out. Um, but I thought I got a pretty good experience, went on to my internship and residency, and, and then eventually went on to this ministry in, in New Hampshire. And all along, there were smaller churches, all under, I mean, my residency was, was at a church of 750. So at that point, it was probably the biggest church I was at, but I was also working under some other people and they were pouring into me. And so it wasn't my responsibility to, to run that ministry. And so all that experience uh, came into this this church that I'm at now, which is a lot larger. And uh, so the biggest thing that I've had to get used to now is um, is how to manage staff and how to manage a bigger team. So I, I currently oversee middle school and high school ministries, so sixth through twelfth grade, um, and uh, and that that is what I'm used to. But uh, the context is so different, and so um, not only the context of the culture but also the context of the church. Um, mm. I went from a church in, in New Hampshire that was a church plant. I'd started the student ministry there, built it from scratch. And I'm now at a church that's 128 years old that has had uh, who knows how many youth pastors before my uh, my coming and and a lot of turnover before I came in. So there's there's a lot of other things that I have to, I have to live in that. So not only am I trying to figure out how to structure the team and structure the programming and how to take that to the next level, figuring out what, what God is doing in youth ministry over the next several years, because I see it changing and I see it. Um, there's gonna, it's going to look different, I think, than it has in the last 10 to 15, 20 years. Um, but I'm still trying to figure that out and what, what students are really going to be gravitating toward and what's really going to attract the non-Christians. Um, so figuring that out, figuring out the structure of a team and how do we, how do we put together a team that's really going to, uh, maximize our resources and reach as many teenagers in our community we can. And, uh, and on top of that, just um, learning the culture and, and learning out how to, uh, how to overcome some of the, the negative effects of a lot of turnover that's happened within the youth ministry. Um, and so within the last, I'd say 10, 15 years, uh, the church has seen about eight or nine different youth pastors. Wow. And so that has an, it plays its toll on, on the students and the families and stuff as well. So, you know, some of that's a little recon reconnaissance um, work at times, right. building relationships within them, but at the same time looking forward as much as I can. Um, yeah. So trying to balance all that is, is definitely tough. <laughs> yeah. Would you mind telling us some about that? Cause I think so many people deal with that changing of the guard, you know, different leaders coming in and, it's such a hard thing to honor the past, but also clearly acknowledge any shortcomings or any problems that there may be, how you deal with people. You know, obviously there's leaders or people mm -hmm. with positions that you deal with and they say, well, you know, two years ago I was this and 
you kind of have to navigate those conversations. Yeah. yeah. I, again, I'm definitely not an expert at it, but, but I think one of the, the big pieces comes down to relationship. Um, I think you, I think one of the, the important things for, for any, any pastor coming in at, at any level, um, whether there's, there's been a lot of turnover or whether there has been, you know, a, a good steady, um, long, long of, or turnover of, of long people that are there for a long time. Right. Um, I think no matter what, I think relationship is key when you come in to, mm-hmm. to be able to lean into those people that have been there through the long haul. Um, we have, I've been blessed with some people that have been in ministry, like volunteer ministry within this, this youth group for over 30 years, 35 years at times. So I've got leaders that have been throughout all of those different youth pastors and they've been the steady, um, stalwarts all the way through. And so those are relationships that I lean into right as soon as I get here and go, Hey, you know, um, I have a couple named Mike and Mary and, uh, and I go to them all the time and say, okay, what, what has worked, what hasn't worked. And I don't necessarily, I want to come in and, and be the leader that I've been called to be, but at the same right. time, not come in like a, a bull in a China t- cabinet and just like right. take charge and just, I don't care what's happened in the past. Um, the good, the bad, I, this is my, my church now. That's not the way I want to come in. And so mm-hmm. I want to lean into those conversations and lean into those relationships um, on all sides and, and help build that up again. Because I think what I've seen is a lot of them have been, have felt underutilized, I think throughout the years. And, uh, and with every new person coming in, they're just, they're just another pawn in the whole game. Um, but I, we're trying to build up, uh, the, the responsibilities that they have, but also we believe in them. They're, they're a key element of this ministry. We can't do it without them and, and really trying to lean into those relationships. Yeah, that's so important. It's great. You kind of came in, you identified leaders and formed relationships with those people and then also identified um, where they needed and what they were looking for. And that was more responsibility because mm-hmm. You want those people to stick around too. Yeah, definitely. Uh, otherwise, you're starting from scratch, and right? <laughs> that's a that's a very hard place to be in. Yeah. Um, and did you you found have you implemented some more responsibility to them? And has that uh, been good? Have they enjoyed that? They have. Yeah. I think uh, personally, I think it's one of the things that I that I still struggle with, and not necessarily because I don't think they can do more. I think they can. Um, sometimes I struggle with, um, what some people call like the big ask uh, of people, uh, because I know their families and I know their, their busyness. I know that they have their own kids. I know that they have their own jobs and all this stuff. And so sometimes I hesitate to ask them, uh, not because of their capability, but more, uh, I think it comes out of respect for them. But I need to learn to still ask. Um, I right. think that's one of the things that God is asking me to do is, is still ask in the middle of it and, and to trust that they will say no if, if it is too much. Um, and when I have done that, it's been, it's been fantastic. It's something that we've been able to just sit back and, and watch them just soar in ministry. And, and I think that's one of the things that I l- have loved over the years. You know, I got into ministry because I loved hanging out with teenagers and loved helping them understand more about God. But what I've realized is that while that is awesome, um, I think I enjoy seeing other leaders soar more than I see um, teenagers when they, they kind of finally get it. Um, because all of a sudden I, I've been able to put some pieces together for a relationship that's going to 
keep that going instead of just a, a just a one-time decision for Christ. Now I've, I've put some pieces together for, for that adult to keep pouring into that student's life and who knows what that relationship is going to happen and what kind of other leadership opportunities are going to come from that. Wow. That's really cool. Um, would you be able to, uh, cause we're talking about structuring people, moving people, responsibilities, would you be able to lay down, break down, um, kind of the structure that you've come into how you've dealt with movements who's overseen what because this is a very practical thing and i think a lot of people struggle with and they don't know what to do it's like if they've come into a situation well let's just keep it the way it is because that's the best way or if someone else comes um you know we don't have a role for you but i think a lot of times looking at your people and structuring that way can help. And so what, what is your structure? And also I want to say just because some of your people are staff, lots of people might not have staff, but that doesn't mean the structure can apply to volunteers right. in different capacities. And uh, so, yeah, tell us a little bit about structure and that. Sure. Yeah, I think what you hit on there at the, at the very end was is incredibly important because it's something that I don't think I realized when I first stepped into this. I thought I was coming into a brand new situation that I had no experience with, and I'm going to have to figure this out. But uh, through some wise counsel from other people, I was able to realize it's it's the same. It's the same that I was dealing with at a smaller church. It's just it's magnified now. It's right. multiplied, but it's the same kind of deal uh, in the end. And so I think. Uh, Really, it comes down to, I think, the balance uh, of both of what you were getting at. I think both I, I need to have a structure, but at the same time, there needs to be some fluidity in that um, based on the team that God provides me as well. So currently, uh, yeah, I oversee the middle school and high school ministry, and I have one other staff with me uh, right now, one of the full-time staff that is our program director. So she mainly leads all the large group experiences that we have, um, the student bands, all the tech teams, any creative things that we do, kind of creative elements and stuff. Um, she would be kind of, a, if you were thinking of a, a general church structure, uh, a worship pastor or a creative pastor kind of role uh, alongside me. And so uh, we're the only two on staff currently. Um, that was different when I first came on. I had an intern, a young intern, and a part-time um, admin sort of person when I came on. And then there were some other pieces of the, the student team that was also related to the family team. And, and uh, honestly, it was, it was a little chaotic and I wasn't sure what was going on. And that was right. a big question that I had to ask it was like, okay, who's doing what and I, what am I responsible for? And so my first six months or so was trying to figure all that out. And in the process, um, the intern finished his internship uh, the the at part-time admin role ended up transitioning into something else for a career, and uh, he still volunteers as a small group leader in our high school ministry, but um, then it became just me and our other full-time staff. And, and so we're still trying to figure out some of that. Uh, we're trying to add some residents to our team as well to kind of um, – bring in people that, that are going to be able to be, a, a, I guess, a step beyond an internship, be able to really contribute to our ministry, but at the same time, uh, get them in a relationship where it helps them grow in their own leadership. So uh, what we've decided to do is after some, again, wise counsel for some other people, uh, identify really four main pillars of our ministry. Mm -hmm. um, so we kind of decided, you know, 
and it, this is not, it's not some brand new thing that I thought of at all. Um, a lot of ministries are doing this, and, uh, but basically we, we thought, you know, the, the large group gathering of students uh, is important. It's not, maybe not as important as it once was. Um, I, I, th- I see that possibly as a change uh, in youth ministry going forward, but it is, still is important to gather uh, a, a group of students together to worship God, to, to play games, to have fun, that sort of thing. So that's one of our pillars. Um, another pillar, major pillar, is the small group experience. Mm. So we have large group and small group experience um, where they are able to dive into to life with other their peers and small group leaders and really discipleship can happen during those times and live life together. And then uh, another piece, it really is our events and our outreach uh, stuff. So mission trips, camps, that sort of thing, where you get them off-site and get them interacting with other churches uh, from other youth, youth, other youth groups from other churches, right. um, out in nature, on camps and stuff like that, just to kind of change things up. So that's a key thing of what we do. And then also um, uh, we see a, a big pillar of our ministry is our parent ministry and coming alongside parents and partnering with them because we believe that uh, parents are the, are the, should be the primary spiritual leaders of their, of their families. And as student ministry people, like we're only partly doing it. If we're coming alongside the teenagers, we also need to come alongside the parents and help as best as we can to restore the family as a whole. And so um, in the end, we're going to try to structure our teams, uh, both staff volunteers and everything around those four pillars Okay. And so it's a, it's a work in progress. We're definitely not anywhere close to that yet, but we would like to kind of uh, create teams within teams in each of those areas, those major areas. Um, ideally it'd be, you know, a, a, a team of students that are leading worship, for instance, and then uh, a volunteer leader that leads that, that particular student band. And then either a, a high profile volunteer or a staff person that is overseeing all of the band leaders or all the, the worship type stuff. So tech and everything else too. Um, so we kind of create those layers of leadership mm-hmm. and then, um, and then I would lead that primary like core team of people that are also leading their own teams and so forth and kind of going along down there. And I think that's, that's the thing that you can definitely scale at any size church or any size ministry. Um, that may look completely different for us because we have the ability to hire staff, but at a small church of 20, you know, 20 students in your youth group, you could still have layers of leadership. Maybe it's just, you know, two layers, you and your five people that pour into your students, but it's still, you're, you're layering that leadership. Totally. And it even goes beyond that. You have, uh, five leaders and then those leaders are leading those kids and then even working into those kids caring for their friends. Uh, Exactly. I think that's such a great structure. And the biggest thing about it is that it's intentional and it's scalable. And I think those are two of the biggest aspects and it looks like you've thought through those, which is amazing. And it's one of the cool things that I'll tell you, I know it's a kids ministry podcast. So one of the, the things that stands out to me is I think, in student ministry, we've kind of struggled this for a while, but then I look at my, my kids ministry friends and I'm like, Oh man, you guys have figured this out a long time ago. <laughs> like a lot of kids ministries are structured that way. I'm like, why did we, why did it take us so long to figure this out that it also works for student ministry too? <laughs> yeah, I think, and I love doing this and, and talking different ministries. There's things that kids ministry does really well, things that youth ministry does really well. And I think one that I want to talk about here is your parent ministry. And I think that's one that's definitely overlooked a lot in all areas of ministry at any age, kids, youth, 
whoever. Um, would you be able to tell us a little bit about what you're doing for that and what that looks like? Yeah, sure. So essentially, like we we really believe, like I said, that that it's all about partnering with the parents. Like they are the spiritual leaders of their of their kids, their families, and so we want to come alongside them and. How that looks for us um, might be completely different for other people, but what we ha- are currently doing and what we're hoping to do is is really develop a, a relationship that that goes beyond um, just the parents dropping their kids off for youth group and then leaving, and and there's no like connection there. So one of the things we're regularly trying to do is get our small group leaders to build that relationship with the parents of the kids in their group. Um, so instead of them just being maybe a name on an attendance roster, um, they actually have had face-to-face time with the parents of the, of the students in their group. So that's one of the things we just try to build those relationships so that when we do all this other stuff, um, it's not just, it's not weird. Like, Oh, the church has given me more resources, but I don't really know them. Um, mm-hmm. So we, we try to build it on the relationship first and, and alongside those, uh, we do try to provide resources, um, and those resources come in regular communication to our parents. Um, and that's not just a, hey, this is when camp is going on, but hey, this is the series that we're teaching. And here are some questions that you can ask your student when they come home or when you pick them up from youth group um, that goes beyond just, hey, how was youth group? Because, you know, when you ask that question to a teenager, especially a teenage boy, they're going to go, that was good. Right. What'd you learn? And eh, nothing. Same thing you get when they come from from school. So right. we try to like prompt, give some prompts to those those parents and say, okay, we're teaching about this particular scripture. Um, it'd be wise if you read this scripture ahead of time as well. Um, but also, here's our main points from this tonight. And now you can ask about something. Oh, what did you learn about submission to God? What does that mean? What do you think James actually means when he said submitting to God? Oh, okay, that's more than just hey, how was youth group tonight? Right. Uh, and so we hope to give those kind of resources to kind of help those those conversations happen. Um, but we're also trying to provide resources like um, we're, uh, we're developing something called Parent Labs, um, which are strategic times throughout the year that are built around milestones within uh, a child's life. So from, from birth all the way through graduation, that uh, strategic times where we can come alongside parents and say, okay, this is what's going to happen next in your, in your kid's life. Um, here's some resources to help you prepare for that. Um, when they become a teenager, things are going to change in your life and theirs and your entire family structure is going to change. Here's some things to get ready. How do you can get ready for that? Um, here are some things to expect and what not to expect. And, uh, and so those kind of things are going uh, to be put in place as well. And then, um, probably the big other biggest thing is, is just regularly, uh, supplying them with general resources. Um, parenting books, uh, letting them know about other, other things that are going on, um, including marriage seminars, um, stuff like that. Because I mean, as, as many of you guys know, the, <laughs> if the, the family breakdown is happening at a marriage, how are they going to be prepared to actually lead their kid in their faith if, right. if the marriage is falling apart? And so we try to come alongside those as well and, and help moms and dads actually kind of be focusing on the things they need to be focusing on as well. Yeah. That's amazing. I don't think people often think that far in a collaborative sense of if we strengthen the marriage, we're going to help the kids. It's usually, you know, adult ministries of let's strengthen marriage and youth ministries. Let's help kids deal with divorces. It's like, wait, let's actually work together and solve this problem. Yeah. Um, 
I think that's a, a great conversation we can have in our own churches and to collaborate more on these things and actually see a marriage a retreat as a youth ministry initiative. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously not full-on resources, but right. start to view things that way. That's really yeah. cool. Yeah, I think the collaboration is is something that has been really strong in my mind over the years. I've been able to see more and more. And actually here recently, I was in a, in a team meeting where all the different uh, ministry managers, ministry leaders from our church were all together. And we were talking about our goals for 2019. And, and all of a sudden, uh, it was just God started to open my eyes and go, oh, okay, now I see the partnership between youth ministry and that. Oh, I see the partnership between youth ministry and that. And all of a sudden, I, like almost visually, I started seeing this web of how like if we start really – uh, engaging with each other's ministries, how a, a marriage ministry can also affect the, the youth ministry and vice versa. And that how what we're doing in our adult discipleship plays a part into our, our student ministry and our kids ministry and, and all these things start really like functioning together. Um, and I think over the years, we, we've probably been too guilty in the, the modern church of kind of creating these, these silos of ministry. But, uh, but I think God, is, God has really been, showing me some different ways that that it could be very different and a lot better if we if we start to strip those away and start to to really partner together in this ministry yeah that's amazing um i know that people probably want to hear way more about what you have to say and i know that you have um a podcast and some resources and you and tell us a little bit how that started and then tell us where people can find it and get more equipped about it Sure, sure. Uh, so I, I do have the Student Ministry Podcast, uh, and that's um, you can find that at uh, thestudentministrypodcast.com. So pretty simple. Or search for it on uh, iTunes or any of the other podcast apps out there, and uh, you should be able to find it. If you can't, uh, for whatever reason, you can always search my name. Uh, but um, that all started several years ago, and I, I kind of had this thought. It was like, what, what could it look like if I did a podcast? I don't really know if that's a good idea or not. And then I, what I realized is I loved having conversations with other people in ministry, um, specifically a student ministry. And I loved hearing what God was doing around the world. And, and really it all kind of stemmed from some questions that I consistently saw come up over and over and over again in our conversations. And, uh, and so that's kind of how we built the podcast around that. And so basically every, every podcast is, uh, everyone except for one is, uh, is an interviews kind of style. And, and we ask them what their story is, uh, what their current ministry looks like, what kind of structures and, and, and all that sort of thing. We talk about programming we talk about, you know, what's their team look like and, and that sort of thing, because I think we can benefit from all these different models out there and, and hearing something that works somewhere else might be really good for your situation or it might not be. And it's cool to hear uh, that sort of thing. And then we talk about tips and, uh, and tips and tricks, things that uh, those, those other youth pastors have heard and, or works for them and, and uh, pass that on and help each other out. So that's at the student ministry podcast.com. Um, I also, I do blog on a semi-regular basis. Um, I do that. All that is at stevecullum.com. And so you can, you can go there and actually find out all the other resources and stuff. I, I occasionally blog for, uh, for youth specialties website as well. And I am, I, my, my side project hobby, stuff like that is all in video games. And so if you're into video games, you can check all that out, awesome. but all the links and everything are at stevecullum.com. Yeah, that's great. 
That's great, Steve. Well, we like to finish off with um, some real talk. Uh, that's the name of the podcast. So I have three questions for you. And right. um, the first question is, what excites you about your role um, in youth ministry every single morning? Those mornings where it's like, uh, I just don't want to do this. What kind of fires you up and thinks, uh, I'm ready. I want to keep doing this even on the hard days. Yeah, I think I think it's probably twofold. Um and it kind of alludes to what I, I had said earlier. I think number one, uh, I think the fact that uh, that what Jesus said is the harvest is plentiful. I think um, there's still more teenagers to reach. That that gets me fired up all the time. Um, I can't quit because because Satan hasn't quit yet, and uh, and God's definitely not quit yet. And so I I need to go out there and partner with Him and and try to reach as many teenagers as I can. So that gets me fired up. But I think. Also, the the opportunity to bring other people alongside me in in this journey and to partner with people um, in other countries uh, like you, but also um, in in other like churches in our own community, and uh, um, realize that we're in this together. Figure this out together. Let's let's lean on the God given resources that we have, and and let's let's go change the world for Christ. Yeah. So cool. I love that uh, heart about bringing people alongside you and getting to see God work in their life too. That's an amazing picture to put. Um, Okay, next question. What is one thing that you wish wasn't part of uh, youth ministry? And usually these are pretty shallow answers because they're a little humorous, but just one Uh, thing that's like, cut it out. Finance reports. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, if I could cut those out, my life would be so much happier that I, I don't have to worry about actually reporting what I've spent and doing the whole reimbursement or whatever forms and everything. Those are the things that I put off every month. And, uh, and then the finance people yell at me, Hey, you can't be turning things in three months behind. I'm like, I'm sorry, but I hate it. So yeah, that's definitely it. <laughs> yeah, perfect answer. Well, we'll pray that those go away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some, some, it's going to take a miracle for them to go away. <laughs> yeah. And then lastly, this is kind of um, a, a clip from the Steve blooper reel. It's, tell us about a time that maybe you messed up or things didn't go exactly how they wanted to go. Oh, wow. Oh, man. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to – this is, this is hard, but it, it's, been, it's been a lot of years. So this is a blooper from early on in my very first ministry. So I was, I think – Oh, when was this? I think this was at the end of my junior year in college. And, and so I'd been in a small town, uh, rural ministry and, oh man, this is awful to talk about. And so, uh, it's just, it's sad, but kind of funny now because it's been so long ago. Um, so I, I had a, a volunteer leader in our ministry that, that I knew was going through some really hard times in her life. Um, she's had some health issues and some other struggles in her family and stuff. And, and I felt like it was, it was a good time for her to kind of, to take a break from ministry for a little bit, to focus on what she really needs to focus on at home and her own health and everything. All that's great. But as a young, inexperienced, immature leader, uh, I did not have that conversation with her ahead of time. Uh, instead we get to our team meeting and we're talking about how small groups are going to be structured, who's going to be serving with each ministry and everything go forward. And she realizes, Oh, Hey, my name's not on that list. Where do you want me? 
in the middle of everybody else on the team, I look at her and go, oh, you know, I, I know a lot of things are going on in your life and I'm trying to be sincere, but I really think now is a, uh, a good time for you to take a break in ministry right in front of everybody else. Oh. And uh, of course she breaks down in tears and I have to go and repair this ministry as a young 19, 20 year old. And I'm thinking stupid, stupid, stupid. Why didn't I, but you know, sometimes you learn from mistakes. And so, oh. yeah, I definitely say if that, if, if you need to let someone down for ministry for, for even good reasons, have that conversation in private and uh, don't just share it in front of the entire team and let them, that be the first time they hear it. Wow, that's that's good advice. Well, thank you for sharing the, the blooper with us. No problem. Uh, those can be hard conversations, but it definitely yeah. you learn something from definitely. all the mistakes. Yeah, awesome, Steve. Could you just give us one more time where people can find more about the podcast, the resources, um, even if they want to reach out to you? Um, I know. Yeah, where can people find more of you? Yeah, the best place is uh, my my website. My blog is stevecullum.com. So that's S-T-E-V-E-C-U-L-L-U-M.com. And that has links for all social media, the podcast, and everything else I do. Um, but on all social media, I'm at Steve Cullum as well. Awesome. Thanks so much, Steve. And just uh, thank everyone for listening to this. Please go check out Steve. We'll have all that information in um, the show description. And always you can reach out to us at kidsministrypod at gmail.com and also check us out on Instagram, uh, kidsministrypod. Thanks for listening and thank you, Steve, for coming on. The God who came to save me from my sin became a man. He lived a life I could not live and died as heaven's lamb. This has been an Extend Network production.